I hope this is just a story song. He's passing along this way. He already been here today. And I'm glad of that. Amen.
sang together and we said, so we appreciate you. That's so much. What some buddies are thinking, that may take a while. That's funny and y'all know it. But anyhow, uh, we appreciate the Lord this morning. I'm uh, trying to try to sort of do my thing. I know a lot of people, they have to do different things whenever they get up in the morning. And, and I'm not a morning person because I work nights all the time. So I'm, I run on about two hours worth of sleep on Sunday morning, but still yet the Lord woke me up, and I'm thankful for that. And uh, glad that he's still able to do that kind of thing. Uh, although I don't sleep too well at night, he still gets me up and makes me bright-eyed enough where I can talk to somebody. We appreciate you for that. And most of all, I might not be able to talk to you as well as I want to this morning, but I can always talk to him. I've always got a direct line of communication since I got saved, and I appreciate that this morning. Uh, just thinking on the scriptures over there, and, and I know my mind works different than most people's, and, and because I ain't got much. And, and that's all right too, but I got to thinking you know, that scripture that says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. I thought about that this morning and I, that hit my mind. I said, oh, man, that's good. I'm glad I got a good thought this morning. Then the Lord said, I can do all things whether you like it or not. Yeah. That's the God I serve. Uh, he don't have to have my opinion. He don't need my help. He just needs to, me to know that he is God and besides him there is no other. And I appreciate that this morning. Uh, just glad that God has saved somebody and keeps them on the merry way. And you know, we see a lot of people through the year, and uh, sometimes we don't see you for a year. But it's good when we come back, we can still be able to visit with each other. We can commune, and that God is still resting His hand upon us. Um, he don't have to do that. He just absolutely don't have to do that. He don't have to come by here and visit on Sunday mornings. He don't have to do that. Well, I'm glad he did. So that's uh, sort of like whenever Lazarus was dead there, he, he really didn't have to go down to the tomb. But he said, I'll go down there and make make myself known. And I'm glad that he came by that day because I believe it was one of the sisters there. She said, if you'd have been here, my brother hadn't died. And I always think he probably in his mind said, but I'm here now. It's going to change. And I'm thankful when he comes on the scene, he can change everything.
get together and sing on. Y'all know this so well. Because he lives, we get a face
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again with living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Then the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, you love, though now you do not see him. Yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Amen. Verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have hope this morning. Because the Father has sent His only begotten Son to come and redeem sinful mankind. Amen. We should praise the Father for sending His Son. Amen. Without the perfect righteousness of Christ, none of us would be able to stand. Amen. We would have no hope and we could not approach the throne of God with the righteousness of our own. God the Father and God the Son are equal with one another, and so is the Holy Spirit. Mm. In Philippians 2, 6 through 11, it says, Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Amen. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on the earth and of those under the earth. Let's pick back up where I left off in verse 3. Who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You can see there that we have a living hope because of the resurrection of Christ. 
we should be the most thankful, praiseworthy people they are. And it's only those that will be washed in the blood of Christ that has this hope. Or maybe this morning that you've lost your thankfulness. You're not as thankful as you used to be. And you're searching and looking for revival in your heart. Let me let you know that there is hope today. There is living hope. God has showed you mercy. He has showed you mercy by saving your soul. Jesus has borne your sins on the cross. Every sin that you've ever committed, he's washed with his robe of righteousness. We can see the beauty of his salvation. Amen. He didn't have to save anyone. But he showed us mercy today. And we don't have to live with the guilt of our past. Jesus has removed their sins by His blood and resurrection. Hebrews 8, 12. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Christ has risen from the dead. Without the resurrection, there is no hope. Amen. One pastor said it this way, the resurrection is not merely to the historic Christian faith. Without there, there would be no Christianity. It is a single doctrine that elevates Christianity above all other world religions. Muhammad is dead and he's in the grave. Buddha is dead and he's in the grave. That's right. Jesus Christ is risen at the right hand. First Corinthians 15, 12 from 19. Now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that He raised up Christ, whom He did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. Or if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. And also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all, all the most people, pitiable. If Christ did not rise from the dead, we are still left dead in our sins with no hope. But we know for a fact that Christ has risen from the dead. His body is not in the grave any longer. Where is he, you say? He's gone to glory. He's at the right hand of the Father. That's where each and every one of us is going to be to put our faith and hope in Christ. What a wonderful day that's going to be.
Back to 1 Peter verses 4 and 5. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Who were kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. John MacArthur once said, and I've always liked this quote. He said, What appeals to him more about heaven that he likes is that is it the streets of transparent goats or the gate made of pearls? It's the absence of sin. Yeah. 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 I'm tired of sin. Yeah. Nothing there, guys, will fade away. We will be in the presence of God forevermore. We are kept today by the power of God through faith for salvation. God is the one holding on to us and under salvation. It's not us. John 6, 37 through 40. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. Our Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. You can have confidence this morning that if you're saved by grace through faith that the work that God has done in your life, He will complete it. He will not leave you alone and say, go on, figure the Christian life out on your own. I'll see you in heaven. He will lead you. He will guide you. And He will even discipline you. God's reputation is on the line. He's not going to save you and you live just however you want to live. Your profession of faith will have evidence. I know we've got a lot of older Christians and we've got a lot of younger Christians in here. Some of you all might already know this, but we are saved, which is what we call justification by faith alone in Christ alone. The Holy Spirit has regenerated your hearts in Ezekiel. He says, I've taken out the old heart of stone and given you a new heart of flesh. All of us that have been born again, and you can find that scriptures in John 3. And whenever you guys get time, y'all can go back and study it. It shows the process of being born again. And after being born again, you begin a process of sanctification. And after that, you will continue to grow. Sometimes it may be fast. And sometimes it can be very, very slow. But you will continue to grow. Let's go back to 1 Peter. Look at verses 6 through 7. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith be much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found through praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. <coughs> Peter wants us to greatly rejoice of our salvation. Mm. We may go through some hard, difficult times. 
Her Christian walk is going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. But we will walk with. But we will continue to go, pressing on, looking to Christ. No matter what we face, God forbid this happen to any of us. But we may face the death of a child tomorrow. We may face the death of a loved one tomorrow. We may be, get told tomorrow we've got cancer and we've got weeks to live. In that time, the test and the genuineness of your faith will be put to test. Amen. That no matter what you get go through, glorify God. Amen. Give Him the, the praise that He deserves. Amen. 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 Our troubles on this earth are not going to last much longer. We are closer to glory today than we were yesterday. Amen. Thank you, Keep fighting the good fight of faith and lay hold of eternal life. First Peter chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Even though none of us has seen God at any time, we love him. He laid down his own life for me and you. What a great love that is. Amen. He come amongst sinful men to save sinners. That was his whole purpose, was to come to seek and to save the lost. Even though we don't see Christ right now, we know one day we will. We will all see him. And everything we see on this earth will be gone. Back in the Old Testament, God destroyed the world with a worldwide flood. The next time we will be with fire. The earth is going to melt away. All of our homes that we invest so much in, it's going to be gone. All of our careers that we go and spend countless amount of hours at, it's going to be gone. Our sports and entertainment will be gone. What's not going to be gone is the God. He endures forever. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. So many people today are walking by sight and not by faith. They want and crave the things of this world and what will satisfy their needs now. Let me say one thing. I think the hardest thing for us all is to keep our eyes fixed on the world to come. Oh, how our hearts are so prone to wander. And how so consumed up we can become with this world. I think we all know this very well. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is willing. In Colossians 3, 1 through 4, Paul warned us, If then those who are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things of the earth. For you died and your life was hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Our greatest need for this church and all the churches around is to have our hearts and our minds set on 
the world to come. The more we set our affections at heaven, the less we will become consumed with this world below. Professing Christians, don't waste your life. Store up treasures in heaven. One day you will wish you had more time. All of us, let's make it our aim that are saved to set up more treasures in heaven. Amen. Some Christians say, well, that all don't matter if I'm saved. I just want to go there. I can promise you one thing when you get there. Even though you will be saved, you will regret that you didn't spend more time working for the Lord. The same can be said the other way. The less time you think about heaven and Christ, the more time you start looking at the things that can be seen, and you will begin to feel empty inside. Where professing Christian is, is your hope this morning? Is it in Christ, or is it choked out with your everyday life and cares for this world? Have you not found that to be the most depressing times of your Christian walk when you feel distant from God? Amen. When God seems to be an afterthought to you, of course you still think of Him and still say your prayers before you go to bed. But you're just going through the motions with no true heart of worship and prayer for His Word. Let's get back on fire for God, guys. We, we need not to be able to promise. It's so easy to promise and wonder from God. There is hope today that we can restore all fire that we once had. I'm almost done, and then I'll get out of the way. But of those who have hope in Christ, we are called to be lights in this world. We are called to share the gospel with all people. The hope you have, many people don't have. The hope you have, your family member might not have. The hope you have, your co-worker might not have. The hope you have, your neighbor might not have. Guys, we've got to be lights to these people. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Or maybe you're sitting today in this church right now or listening online, and you know you don't have this hope, peace, and joy. You know you do not have Christ, that if you was to die today, you would have spent eternity in hell. Listen, if that's you this morning, come today. Repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have no promises for tomorrow. Don't wait. Don't harden your hearts. Because this might be your last opportunity before the door shut. Like Noah, when he was building the ark, the Bible says he was a preacher of righteousness. And I've got no doubt that he spent many days of warning the coming judgment of God. And I'm sure people was busy with their own lives. They was mocking him. They would not come. And then it started to rain. And then that was too late. The door was shut. Don't let that be your testimony. Don't let that be your testimony. I was a day late. Come to Christ now and get serious. Because tomorrow may be too late. That's all I got. The door is open. Right now the door is open. 
Revelation says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. Let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts say, Come. And whoever desires, let him take of the water of life freely. Amen? Freely today. As he was preaching there, he told you about a living hope Christ has made a way for us. The door of salvation is open. He's made a way. We had no way, but he's made the way. I was thinking about in, in, in Luke chapter 9, and I, I don't have a big message here. I just, as he was preaching, I was thinking and making some, uh, jotting down this in Luke chapter 9, there's these two important questions that the Lord asked, right? One is in verse 20. I don't have any scriptures on the screen, but just hear what he says. He said to them, who do you say that I am? Well, who do you say that he is this morning? He's, he's the living hope that you just heard preached about. He's the way of salvation. Peter said, Thou art Christ. Amen. You're the Christ, the Son of God. Amen. If He's anything else to you, you're missing it this morning. Yeah. You say, Well, I think He's a good teacher. He is, mm -hmm. but that's not all. Amen. You say, Well, I think He was a prophet. And He was, but that's not all. He said, well, I, I think he uh, you know, left us a good example of how to live. He did, but that's not all. He is everything. He is all in all. There's nothing besides him. There was nothing before him, nothing besides him. All things were made for him and through him and by him and without him. Not anything was made that was made, the Scripture declares. He's everything. So he said, who do you say that I am? And I ask you, who do you say that he is? If, he's, if you can't say He's my Savior and my Lord, you're missing it this morning. If you can't profess Him as Lord and Christ, and that's exactly what He is. He said He is both Lord and Christ. And if you can't make that profession with your heart this morning, then you're lost and you don't have the hope that Travis spoke about. You see, the Bible says that when we were in our sins, we were without hope and without Christ. But with Him, we had this hope. He goes on to ask another question in Luke chapter 9. He says, he, he, he tells him, he says, whoever desires to save his life will lose it. If you're trying to hold on to the world this morning, you're trying to hold on to your life this morning, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. He said, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake will save it. And then listen, it says, this is the question to you. You say, I don't know, I just don't know if I'm ready to give up and Trust in the Lord. I think I just want to keep on living my life a little longer. We'll see how it goes. He said, what profit is it if a man gains the whole world but loses his own soul? What, what, what profit would it be? He said, if he himself is destroyed or lost, what well, you could have the finest home, the finest cars, a great big bank account. You could have all kinds of things and, and stuff laid around you. But at the end of the day, it'll mean nothing to you. It's all going to go away. He then offers this question to those that heard the other questions. He says this. He went on the road there and as he was traveling along, a man came and someone said, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said, foxes have holes. Birds have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Amen. And he said to another, he said, follow me. Mm -hmm. 
But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and preach the kingdom. You know what that means? Here's a man whose, whose father was sick and he said, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to follow you. And he said, but let me go home and tend to my father. And when he dies, I'll bury him and then I'll come. This isn't a, a, a question about priorities between the world and Christ. This is, this is about priorities between good and good. There's nothing wrong with the man's request to go bury his father. But here's the reality. Christ has to be first. First in everything. First. No time to go back and bury the Father. No time for those things. He said, now is the time to follow me. Now is the time. Another came. And he said, uh, uh, he said Lord, I'll follow you. But let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But he said, no one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. No one is fit. Can I say this to you this morning? James, he says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we'll go to such and such a city and spend a year there and buy and sell and make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It's a vapor. It's here for a moment. And then it's gone. See, you might be one of the people today who are thinking, well, I'm going to get things in order. I'm going to eventually be a Christian. Or maybe you're here as a professing Christian and you're saying, you know, I'm going to get things in order here soon and I'm going to really start serving the Lord. I know I've been a little bit slack and I know I've been a little bit uh, uh, this, that, and the other, but, but I'm going to start just as soon as this happens. Tomorrow I'll get started reading my Bible every day. No, today is the day. Tomorrow I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, uh, get up and I'm gonna spend some time in prayer. Spend some time in prayer today. You do not know what tomorrow will bring you, friend. You don't know what will come. Well, tomorrow, uh, you know, next week I think if uh, if so and so's here, then I'm gonna get saved, friend. If you're worried about so and so, you ain't got it yet. They but one thing to worry about this morning. What's the condition of your soul? Are you following Him? What are you giving in exchange for your soul? And ultimately, who do you say that He is? That's all that matters. Travis told you who He is. He's the living hope. He is salvation. He is the only way. Stop wasting time. Amen? Stop putting it off till next week. Stop putting it off till tomorrow. Now, today is the day of salvation. Today, if you hear God's voice, harden not your heart. Church, time is passing quickly. Some of your times, and I don't know whose, you might look around and, and say, oh, well, this person's old. They're probably gone soon. They may outlive you, friend. But our time is passing. Moment by moment, second by second. One day you'll close your eyes and they won't open again. You'll breathe the breath and you'll never get another on this side of it all. Is your heart right with God this morning? Is Christ your living hope? Is all your faith and trust in Him?
only Him, not your works, not, not all the good things you do. It don't matter, listen, it don't matter how many songs these boys sing. That won't get them in. Don't matter how many sermons that I stand to preach. Doesn't matter how many sermons Travis preaches. Doesn't matter how many church services you attend. Doesn't matter how many Bible verses you memorized, how many songs you knew, how many people you gave money to. What matters is, do you have Christ? Have you experienced the grace of God? It's by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, that a man is saved. Do you have him? Do you have him as you stand to your feet this morning? You boys want to sing one? Brother Travis, give you the truth, and I ask you the question. Do you know Christ? Are you a Christian? Truly a Christian? Born again? Is your heart right with God? If it's not, you've got to get it right. You've got to get it right. You've got to get to this altar. You've got to bow down. You've got to say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Have mercy on me. Save me. Wash me, and I shall be white as snow. Cleanse me, and I'll be cleansed. Do you need him? Do you want him? He can be Lord. He can be Savior. Why don't you surrender your heart to him? As you bow your heads and begin to think about things. You may be here this morning, and you know right now, maybe it's been a tough week for you. You're starting to realize you can't do this life on your own. There's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Amen. There's a present help in times of trouble. Amen. There's a burden-bearing God who can lift you up and can lift your sins off your shoulders and nail them to His cross. Amen can make you free. And those that he sets free, they are Amen. free indeed. Amen. Why don't you consider it this morning? If you're here and you're lost, won't you come? Today is the day. Would you come? Surrender your heart. Trans give you what he's got. Silver and gold wouldn't do you any good this morning. Unworthy a sinner, a stray from the fold, I wandered in darkness down a lost, lonely road. Then I heard of a man who gave life for all on a hill called Mount Calvary on an old bloodstained road. You can come to it. On a hill called Mount Calvary on an old bloodstained road. Church, if you're here, you've taken your eyes and off the rabbi. 